Welcome to Rhema for Today. You see, uh, it's the Holy Spirit that's giving you the utterance, but you're, it's your spirit that's doing the praying. So we can see and then why many times in some church circles, at least we've come in short and been insufficient because we've been trying to get by on one praying alone. That's a mental praying. Then right on the other hand, I think you can go too far this way is that, that folks do not develop praying with their understanding, pray another own language understand. They don't develop that kind of praying and they come up short. It seems to me, if you balance it out here, that Paul more or less balances it out. I'll pray both ways. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Praying with the Help of the Holy Spirit, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. One man phoned in here just a week before homecoming. He went to some kind of service he's invited to go to check up on. He said for four hours and a half, the whole congregation, all they did was, he said, actually, the kind of tongue, whatever they're speaking in, didn't seem right. I mean, and he said, they said they was tormenting the devil. Well, I don't know why they'd have to torment him. Jesus already whipped him. The Bible said he put to naught principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. Amen. King James said he spoiled principalities. Do you remember that? Another time they said he put to naught principalities and powers, made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. All they need to do is just take their authority Amen. and exercise authority over it. Amen. 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 Praise God forevermore. But you see, they get off into these tangents and try to build a doctrine on it, try to get everybody to do it that gets, that's misleading and get people in the ditch and destroy, and they destroy their credibility if they ever didn't have any. Amen? Amen. All right, he said, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, that's with my spirit, and I'll pray with the spirit, or the understanding, that's my understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, that's my spirit, and I'll sing, I'll pray with my spirit, and I'll sing with my spirit, he said. Now when Paul here talks about our understanding, he's talking about our minds. So you see, he's talking really, as I said, about two different kinds of praying. One of them I call mental praying, the other I call spirit praying. Spiritual praying or spirit praying, praying with our spirits. I, I like the Amplified Translation that says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prayeth. Amen. Amen. You see, uh, it's the Holy Spirit that's giving you the utterance, but you're, it's your spirit that's doing the prayer. So we can see and then why many times in some church circles, at, at least we've come in short and been insufficient because we've been trying to get by on one praying alone. That's mental praying. Then right on the other hand, I think you could go too far this way is that, that folks do not develop praying with their understanding, praying another own language understand. They don't develop that kind of praying and they come up short. It seems to me, if you'd balance it out here, that Paul more or less balances it out. I'll pray both ways. He didn't say, I'll spend more time praying with my spirit than I do with my understanding. We'll get into it later, but there's a number of things that are involved here. 
I, I know because I've asked them to do it. I've asked people just purposely in some particular meetings to uh, uh, don't, don't pray with tongues. I said, just pray with your understanding. Just pray with your own language. Man, they couldn't hardly pray for any time. I mean, just a minute or two. See, they haven't developed that. They're underdeveloped in that area. They won't do all their praying in other tongues. No, pray both ways. You need to develop that personal relationship with God where you fellowship with Him. Amen. With your own understanding. Talk to God. Amen? Amen? Surely it's true. Now, notice that He says, but the Spirit Himself helpeth our infirmities. Here in Romans 8. For we know not what to pray as we ought. Now, it would be impossible for us in our human reasoning to know what to pray for as we ought. So we know then that mental praying could never get the job done altogether. Now, of course, I wouldn't know about things that concern me, so I know to pray for them. But praying for our own individual needs is limited praying. He wants us to pray for others. And so he said, the Spirit helpeth us. Now back to our golden text, Ephesians 6.18. Though it doesn't say it in those words, yet you can see the same principle is involved. Because here he's talking about praying for the saints. You know, ever notice that? That 16th verse, we called your attention to it. That 18th verse of the 6th chapter. Now notice what he said. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Now notice, in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for whom? All for all saints. See? But how in the world could you... See, you could pray for you and maybe a few saints you know that's around you that know something about them. them. But how in the world could you pray for all saints? You couldn't do it any other way except in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's the only way in the world you could do it would be in the Spirit. The Holy Ghost knows. He knows things you don't know. I heard years ago when I first came over out of the Baptist into the Pentecostal circles, and this was, oh, about 1937, I guess. And there was a minister preaching there in Dallas, and I went down from McKinney, just 32 miles north, and heard him two or three times. And, and, and here's a story he told. He had been, you see, now this is 37. He'd been a missionary to Africa even on back there, prior to World War, about the time of World War One, See, so we go back to 1911 or 12 or 13, see. And so he made mention of the fact that uh, where he was ministering, one of the tribes there, another tribe stole this little six-year-old girl. Well, we knew that if we didn't get her back by nightfall, that she would never, never be recovered. So he said, I took with me one of the natives that could speak the dialect of that tribe. They had a different dialect. And I went there to, uh, to get her back. Well, he said, as we approached the village, they had, uh, we could smell it. They'd take some women from the, this is their custom back there then. Women out of the uh, tribe would take an animal of some kind and, and prepare that, cook that, you see. And they'd put that animal up on this pole and that meat's there for days and would putrefy. That means rot. And you could smell it. 
But everybody that came to the village has got to cut a piece of that off and eat it. If they don't, then those women are demon-possessed, and so they kill them. Well, we didn't want those poor women to be killed. So when we came to the, uh, we came to the village, we took our knife, and, cut, and there the worms were in it, just putrefied, but ate a piece of it. Never did hurt as we claimed. You know, you, you get in some of those countries, you'll find out whether you read or believe what you claim you believe in. You can sit out over here and shout and holler and jump benches, you know, and climb poles and hang from the chandeliers. <laughs> Amen. But you'll find out right away. And so he said, I cut a hunk of that meat off and ate it. I said, now, Lord, I claim Mark, you know, if they, eat any, if they drink any dead thing and not hurt them, what's the difference? If they eat any dead thing and not hurt them, you know. And so the native he is with, you know, could speak their dialect. He is a Christian. He cut it off. He didn't affect him. So I made a deal with the chief. I took along some beads and trinkets, you know, and I traded these beads and these trinkets to him for that girl. We're going to take her. But nightfall overtook us. And you don't travel in the jungle at night. So they put us in what they call a guest hut. These are thatch, you know, grass thatch huts, you know. And in the nighttime, about midnight, I heard these drums, certain kind of a beat. They got different kind of beats. And so I asked this this native, you know, what that meant. He said, that's the death knell. He said, that finally dawned on that chief. I've got all these trinkets I don't have to give up or we'll just kill those two fellows. That means they're going to kill us. Well, he said, it's midnight, see. And so he said, then we could hear this noise around the, uh, the grass thatch hut. And so I said to him, well, this don't wait for him to come in and get us to just step out. And so he said, we knelt down, committed ourselves to God. And I said, well, I'll go first. And he said, he pulled back, you know, the, the grass, you know, serve as a door, you know, and just shut my eyes and stepped outside. I said, I knew they had those bolo knives. They call them B-O-L-O, bolo knives. I mean, just one lick, cut your head off. That's it. And he said, from the natural standpoint, you step out there, you just expect, you know, just shut my eyes. And, and, and you know, in a few seconds seemed like a long time. <laughs> Boy, in a case like that, don't worry if you've ever been there or not. I, I, I've been in that kind of position, but I've been to the point of death. And at the point of death, 10, ten seconds seemed like a long time. And so he said it must have been about 10 seconds, but it seemed like it must have been 10 minutes. And I opened my eyes. You see, caught, no, nothing happened. And I opened my eyes, and all of these uh, warriors... You see, are down on the ground, are bowing to me. And this other man stepped out behind me. And they're saying something, throwed their knives down on the ground. And I said to him, uh, I said to him, what are they saying? He said, they're worshiping you. They think you're a God. They said, when you stepped out there, there's two giant soldiers dressed in white with big swords, about nine feet tall, stepped out on either side of you. So they didn't do a thing to him, release the girl, and send him on back the next day. Now, wonderful. But now wait a minute. There's a sequel to the story. He said a few days later, he is up in another part of the section where they were. Because, see, he's sort of overseeing the missionary work in this area. Similar to God missionary. And he, so he said uh, this, this dear little lady was up there at this mission station because it didn't have much help. And she is up there by herself. I went up to see about her, how she's affairing. And she said, Brother so-and-so, were, were you in trouble last Monday night about midnight? 
he remembered. He said, why? Well, she said, I'd been working, you know, about 15, 16 hours of the day, real tired. And of course, they don't have all the lighting, you know, didn't have no electric lights at all. And, and got off, they'd go to bed early. And I got off to bed and I woke up. I woke up about 10 o'clock and, and, and I just couldn't sleep. I had, I had a burden, we call it a burden, we could say a, an indelible urge to pray. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including messages that expounds this month's subject. Our offer for this month is a four-volume series on the subject of prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Each one of the volumes includes four CD teachings on prayer. That's 16 CDs in all. Some of the CD titles are Praying for Your Nation, Praying with the Help of the Holy Spirit, United Prayer and the Prayer of Faith, and so many more. These four sets are normally priced for $112, but for this special offer, they're now only $56. That's a 50% savings off the retail price. Don't delay. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Mark your calendar. Uh-huh. So I want you to go mark your calendar for November 3 through, the through 5th, 5th for the right. men's Call to Arms Men's Conference. Yes. Hey, it's going to be great. We'll tell you more about it later, but I wanted you to mark your calendar, okay? That's right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.